Okay. Good afternoon, everybody. So, my name is Stephen. Say hello, Stephen. Uh, lovely to see you all. And so this seminar is called True Story uh, because we're just going to get some real people up to tell us about the real stuff that is going on in their lives. So I'll introduce my little little panel today. Uh, so who are you? Who are you married to? <laughs> That's relevant today. And something else interesting. Hello. Hello, everybody. Lovely to meet you. Um, my name is Catherine. I am married to Martin. Um, Can you believe that? Martin is married to Catherine. <laughs> he is batting so far above his league. Can you imagine? Catherine, well done. Ten years as well. Ten years married. Um, something interesting about me. Um, I work in a bakery and I get to eat brownie every day. Nice. Nice. That's good. Okay. Who are you and what do you do and what are you doing? I don't know. Where are you from? I'm Sandeep Manektala. Hello, everyone. I live in Derby, in the middle of the country. Thank you, the quiet people in Derby at the front. Um, what do you want, interesting fact? Yeah. yeah, my sister-in-law is the actress who plays Tracy Beaker. If you've ever seen that show, yeah, it's true. Danny Harmer's my sister-in-law. That's my interesting fact. And don't you, did you go to school with the girl who plays Jasmine and Aladdin or something? <laughs> no, 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 that was Malcolm. That wasn't. That was Malcolm? Yeah, that was Malcolm, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay. I'm Stephen, I'm from Brighton, and I'm from Brighton! <laughs> Thanks, Leanne, that's nice of you. Uh, and I pastor a church, and my interesting fact is that I used to have dreadlocks. Wow. If you are going to choose a look, either a dodgy moustache or dreadlocks, which one will you choose? I'm trying them all out, mate. Okay, so uh, today we're talking about our salvation stories. Okay, and so uh, basically, how do we become a Christian? How do we come to know Jesus? So, Catherine, kick us off. How did you become a Christian? How old were you? I was about 15 when I became a Christian. Don't want to tell yeah, you the story. How, how I'll tell you the story. Um, so I didn't grow up in a Christian household. I didn't go to church when I was younger. Um, but my family were all quite sympathetic to it. Um, I've got cousins who I love very much. And they are part of a, a church in North London. And so we'd go if it was Easter. We'd go if it was Christmas. Um, but apart from that, just had no other kind of religious upbringing. Um, until I got to about 15 and I went to an evening meeting with my cousins and um, I listened to somebody share the gospel and I thought I don't quite know what that is but I know that I want it Um, and so it started this journey of faith for me so I um, you know sometimes at the front they'll say right close your eyes and pray this prayer sometimes you don't know how to pray you don't know what to pray and so the guy at the front of this church said a little prayer and he said Lord Jesus if you're real I want to know you and I said that in my head Um, And unbeknown to me, my mum was sat next to me, and my mum said that prayer at the same time, and we didn't tell each other. Um, And basically, it started a journey for my family um, in Alpha. So Alpha is a course that you can go on if you want to learn more about Christianity. That's running next door. That's literally running next door. Um, So leave now and go to Alpha. Um, And so my mum did Alpha uh, in a local church, um, King's Church in Eastbourne. Some of you are here. Um, And my mum became a Christian. And she came back from Alpha, um, and she said, this is amazing, you've got to go. Do you want me to keep going? So then I went on Alpha, and I became a Christian. 
And then we came back and we told my dad. And we said, Dad, you've got to go on Alpha. So my dad went on Alpha and my dad became a Christian. And then we told my younger brother. And my younger brother was about 14 at the time. And my younger brother went on Youth Alpha and he became a Christian. So in the space of about 12 to 18 months, we went from none of us being saved to all of us being saved. Glory to God. Fantastic. Sandeep, tell us your story. I grew up in a Christian family. So I... My parents were Christians, they were teaching us lots about the Bible and all the stories, and I went through all the kids' work, all the youth camps, and I'm sure many of you can identify with that. You just drummed in Christianity throughout, throughout your childhood. Um, and, you know, I felt like I, I knew God, knew what he was, I knew the Holy Spirit, I knew all the Bible stories, um, and I think I was just sort of coasting through my childhood, really, and just n- knowing God and who he is. But it wasn't until I was 13 at New Day in 2005 where I felt that I became like all in on Christianity, I'd say. So I was at a meeting. We had it in Nottingham Stadium, if you remember that, if anyone was there. Um, and that was that moment when Adrian Holloway was, was speaking where I felt that, you know, this is something that, I know that God as a concept, but actually God cares about me and he loves me individually. Not just because you know, my parents love God, but actually he loves me. Um, and in that, in that meeting as well, um, Adrian Holloway prayed for, for healing. And we had a great youth group and one of my friends had a nut allergy for years. And so we used to go to parties together children's parties and you know order dominoes and things like that he could oh, stay away from nuts joe be careful joe you've got to stay away from nuts and um, and then yeah so that was a major sort of thing we were dealing with whenever we were together um so we prayed for healing and joe my friend prayed for his nut allergy and so he and adrian said oh why don't you go test go back to the camp and test it so we went back to our camp and his parents were the cooks at the time and so they gave him a nut. And normally, this would be a massive issue. Massive issue. But amazingly, nothing happened. It was amazing. So we're like, okay, let's see. Maybe this is just the one-off. Let's see what happens when we get home and if he's actually healed from his nut allergy. So then he went home, tried it again. Nothing happened. We were amazed. They went to the doctor and said, something's gone on here you no longer have this nut allergy and that was the moment when all of us really was like stood up and be like gosh no god is actually he's not just a concept that we believe because we've been told to believe but actually he's real he's active he works healing today so afterwards i had this summer of realization where actually this is more than just faith for my parents that i'm just going along with this is faith for myself um so that's how i became a christian since then got, got baptized straight after and yeah I was all in. Fantastic. Sandeep, sorry, I said that worth worthy of a clap as well. Thank you. It's amazing the way that God works. Um, Pete Ludlow, wave at me. Pete, can you ask York to turn off the back speakers in the main hall? Thanks so much. Okay, um, amazing the way that God works in different ways to bring us to him itself. But it's not smooth sailing uh, for you guys coming to faith, becoming Christians, believing him. What are some of the difficulties, some of the bumps along the way? So I, I would say the biggest thing for me was um, uh, insecurity. So at the time of becoming a Christian, I said I was about 15, 16, so it's kind of end of year 10, beginning of year 11. 
Um, I was quite popular at school. Um, I was in and out of kind of having boyfriends. Um, I was head girl at one point as well. I was well liked by teachers. And I'm not saying all of that to boast. I'm saying because externally I presented really, really confident. Um, and internally I hated myself. Um, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that to be dramatic. My, my, um, my self-esteem and my vision and my value of myself was absolutely rock bottom at that point. And nobody really knew about it. And um, so for me, the major kind of stumbling block to becoming a Christian was um, believing that God loved me just the way I was. And believing that he wanted me, kind of like Sandeep was saying, um, you know, I could understand it for other people and think, of course you want to, you know, you want these people to be Christians. Of course you want a relationship with these people, but he wouldn't want me. He wouldn't want me. And I remember while I was on Alpha, I remember attending the church and um, there's a really old song, which we probably don't sing anymore, which is come now is the time to worship. And there's a line in that that says, come just as you are to worship. And I remember standing at the back of church and I remember just bawling my eyes out just and almost like wrestling with God in prayer even though I didn't know I was praying at the time just saying you can't love me because I don't love me um, and I was doing a lot of things to myself to try and you know slim down and become more popular and change and adapt to other people and God was like nope just as you are literally just as you are just come before me and so my journey to faith was me just kind of accepting that God loved me as I was um, and kind of laying all that aside and and trusting him we will just stay with you for Mary Catherine. So hearing that story, some of the kind of internal battles you're going through in terms of your head and your heart, uh, I guess what's changed? How, how is that different now? Has it changed? Maybe this is a better question. Uh, are there still struggles that you have or even how have you changed, I guess, since the coming to faith? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely mostly changed for the better. Um, I wouldn't want to say like I'm, you know, there's definitely days when you wake up and you look at yourself physically or you think of something you've done and you've kind of gone, you know, I could change. But I would say as a whole, like God, the love of God has just become bigger and fuller and more real to me. Um, but if it's okay, I'd like to honour somebody who's actually in the audience, who's in my eye line. Um, so Wendy Stevens, sorry if I got upset. Um, so Wendy, you can wave. She's in the pink top there. So Wendy, you won't know Wendy. You should get to know Wendy. She's lovely. Wendy was my youth leader um, when I stumbled into church. Um, and Wendy met up with me week on week on week. And she prayed with me. And she would talk to me and teach me about my identity in God. And that's something that we kind of throw around a phrase. But basically, that's looking through the Bible and saying, what does God say about me? Who am I in God? I'm not what the world says. Who am I? Um, and Wendy and a whole load of other people invested so much time in like helping me relearn who I was. Um, and so that's something that you've got to keep at. You know, some days you're going to feel really confident. Like, Do you know what? I know I don't care what anybody else thinks. I know that God loves me. And other days you're like, oh, it's really important to me that that person approves of me. And so it's an ongoing kind of learning and holding on to. Um, but I'm incredibly grateful to Wendy and other people who just got in there early and laid some good foundations. It's amazing, massive. Well done, Wendy. Wendy. Well done, Wendy, everyone. It was Wendy. It's a wonderful example that our journeys of faith 
we are called to have a personal relationship. Each one is individually known and loved by Jesus. But he doesn't call us into just a relationship just with himself, but a relationship with his family, the family of the church. That's why New Day, we camp as churches, because it's so important that we are in relationship with other believers as well. Sandy, tell us a bit more about your story in terms of, uh, I guess, some bumps along the way and uh, maybe just some of the ways you've changed as well. I think the biggest thing for me growing up in a Christian family was that I'm and I'm not a reflective person. I don't know about you or guys or anything like that. But I don't know how I'm feeling really until my wife sits down and says, "How are you feeling about this?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." Because I'll just go with the flow naturally, just tunnel vision, just carry on go with the flow. And so I think in that summer of realization whether this was just my parents' faith or was this my faith, I had to really work that out. And that was a real struggle because naturally I'm not someone who reflects on things. But when I sat down and went to New Day, away from my parents, away from the group, away from my daily life, I was able to wander around, sit down and pray and reflect. Lord, is this just, am I just doing this because I'm a good son? Or am I doing this because I actually believe in God? I actually believe in Jesus. He actually wants a personal relationship with me. So that was probably my biggest difficulty, working out that reflection in my own mind, whether I'm just going with the flow or do I actually believe in this. Um, or yeah. Uh, secondly, I'd say, Christians are known for being dull and boring. And I didn't really want to tell anyone that I was a Christian because it sounds so dull and boring. And especially at school, when you're in RE lessons, you just don't want to identify yourself as that because they'll just ask you questions. So I think overcoming that was probably a big thing. And actually, Christians, you know, they're not boring people, not all of them. Some of them are, but they're just <laughs> normal people after all. Um, thirdly, I think I, found, I find reading quite difficult. Reading the Bible, I found that tough. So that, so working that out, getting that routine, getting that tradition in of reading the Word each day, actually hearing from God that way, was probably my second biggest challenge in working it out. If the Bible was a Netflix show, I'd watch that daily. But it's not. It's a long book. Um, so just working that out. And, and actually, probably lastly, um, when people look at me, they assume that I'm either Hindu or Sikh. And you might be from different ethnicities as well. And you might also have that assumption. So when people actually find out that I'm a Christian, again, it's sort of exposing myself a bit more to more questions than, let's say, I'm just going to say it, the average white person might, might get when they're, also, then when they're saying they're a Christian, if that makes sense. But actually, when I said that, actually a lot of people were sort of, oh, okay, and they asked lots of questions it gave me an opportunity to tell my faith so those are the kind of things that yeah I was found difficult really. Hey, I really appreciate so much your honesty Sandy how are you feeling? No, <laughs> uh, no, um, I was going to ask you tell us some, maybe some of the ways you've changed obviously growing up in a Christian home yeah. obviously in a certain culture certain expectations so maybe lots of those things haven't changed but obviously yeah. stuff has gone on what's some of the ways you've changed? I think the main thing that's changed within me is that before I had that sort of all-in moment at that new day and before then, was I think there's an internal hope and peace and security, which on reflection <laughs> wasn't, wasn't there before. And life gives you good times and bad times. And actually, sometimes I find, I find it hard to remember God during the good times as well. It's weird. But actually, throughout that, I have that sense of hope and peace.
that no matter what happens to me, whether good or bad, I know that God loves me and God's there for me and God wants to know me. And realizing that and reflecting on that gives you such security and peace. You know, with everything that's going on in the world, having that internal hope, and I think that's a big theme this week, guys, having that hope after the past three years, eternal continued hope is something that, you know, I have after being a Christian, I'd say. Amen. Amen. Catherine, have you got more to say on that? I wonder just in terms of what does being a Christian mean to you now, um, more in terms of that, even some of the stuff that you've been through in recent years. Off script here slightly. Off script. Um, so being a, being a Christian to me is everything. Um, and it's, it's more everything now than it ever has been, if that is a proper English sentence. Um, so in the... So I'll give you an over, like a, a two-minute overview of the last three years of our life. Um, so in 2000, May 2019, Martin's dad passed away. November 2019, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. March 2020, I finished breast cancer treatment and we went into a national lockdown while Martin was pastoring a church of about 300 people through that. September 2020, Martin had emergency surgery that saved his life because his bowel was eating itself and it was going to explode and he could have died. In December of 2020, we um, borrowed some money on our mortgage to set out um, to have a kitchen extension done. Um, six months later, the kitchen, our house was in rubble and um, the kitchen extension still wasn't done because we realised that we'd given £30,000 to a criminal and he'd run off with it and laundered our money. Our house was unsafe for our children. The structure that had been built could have fallen on our kids. Um, we had an amazing guy come in to fix the structure. Um, we had a community of people who then rebuilt our house. Um, and God restored £30,000 through miraculous giving through the church um, and through family. Um, somebody in the church anonymously gave us ten grand, um, so that we owe nothing to nobody. Um, our house is fixed. Um, I don't have cancer anymore martin's still alive our, our kids are safe um and my testimony from that um is that god is real he's alive he's living he's active he's working in your life um, he is the only hope in all of those storms so i've cried out over and over and over again to god to stop it to take it away that i can't handle it and god knew that i could and i would say that as a result my faith in jesus is stronger and deeper um, I'm more bold in sharing him because when everything else is stripped away my health my marriage um, our money um, you know everything could go God remained and God walked all the way through that um, I can't remember the question but God is good so important when we sit here and say hey get saved come to Jesus we're not saying come and have a happy life we're not saying everything's going to be okay in fact the Bible says the opposite the Bible says you're going to have trouble who's had some trouble in their life yeah okay and if you haven't it's coming (laughs) when I when I was 12 or 14 years of age my life was pretty chill pretty easy I'm a bit older than that now and I've been through some difficulties at points you know what life is tough at times but you know what being a Christian does change everything because we know that Jesus is with us My, myself and uh, Sandy we can say similar stories of things that have been tough in our lives and things that are still tough uh, yeah. but we know that God is with us uh, throughout it all okay got a couple of questions left for you guys 
What would you say to anyone questioning their faith or if Christianity is for them? I think one of the misconceptions of being a Christian is that you can't ask any questions. I think if you're here this week and you've got questions, now is a safe space to ask those questions. I think it's so important because otherwise, how will you know what's going on? So I think if you're struggling with your faith, if you've got lots of questions, you've got a community of people around you, you've got youth leaders, you've got us, ask those questions, we'll give you those answers. They might not be the answers that you want to hear, <laughs> it might not be the wisest of answers, but we'll give you answers. So I think it's important to ask questions. And I think, like what I said earlier, use this week to reflect on your journey. Where are you? Are you just following what your parents tell you to do? Do you actually have those questions that you're just afraid to ask and actually you've not had the opportunity to do? Use this week to do that. Yeah. That's great. Catherine? Yeah, I, I would um, wholeheartedly agree. I think um, the lie is that once you become a Christian, you don't have any doubts. Once you become a Christian, you don't question the character of God. You don't question his will for your life. You, don't, um, you understand the Bible immediately. Um, and so it's meant to be an active communal faith, both with God and with others. That's why you're placed within the church. That's what discipleship is. Um, discipleship is when you get, someone else gets alongside you and says, I know a little bit more about that, or let's discover this together. Um, so, yeah, anybody who's just kind of questioning it, I would say um, just ask. Ask questions. Ask who Jesus is. Ask Jesus who he is and ask other people who Jesus is um, and go from there. Fantastic. We're going to pray for you guys in just a moment. Just so I tell you a little bit about my story is that I was a Christian when I was your age and I loved Jesus and I said I was all in. But I had a little wander away from him. And so some of my passion about 12 to 14 is to say to you guys, just lock in with God. If you've got questions, go and ask them. If you've got real struggles, go and find people you can trust. Go and find Wendy or your version of Wendy. We don't all find Wendy. Actually, what, what, what zone are you in? No, no. So you find someone you can go and trust and work this stuff out with so you don't wander off. Like Joe was talking about last night, we are sheep. We are so easy to just wander off. Everyone say, bah. Bah. You're all sheep. You really are. It's so easy to follow the things of the world and wander off and get lost and in a ditch. I once found myself on a boat in the middle of a lake in another country with a whole bunch of people who didn't speak my language and I was on this boat and I was not walking with God at the time I turned my back on Christianity and the church and I'm on this boat and uh, there's lots and lots of chatting and shouting going on and I was like what is going on and I can see the shore disappearing and I can't see the other shore appear yet and it's just a little boat uh, kind, of, yeah, kind of a long boat with like 20 people on it and just the engine at the back and, uh, and it's getting dark, and the other shore hasn't appeared yet. And uh, I'm on this boat, and eventually, the people on the boat kind of beckon me to the back of the boat. And uh, at the back of the boat, it's full of water. And uh, they hand me a plastic kettle. I basically end up kind of communicating, it's your turn to help bail out the water. I was like, what? And apparently, the boat's been sinking the whole time we've been on this lake. And I can see neither shore now. And it's dark. And there's crocodiles in this lake. And so I have got this plastic kettle. And I am bailing out the water, saying, Jesus, if you're real, 
if you are true, if everything I got told about you is real, please save me. Do not let me drown. Do not let me get eaten by crocodiles. And if that happens, I promise you, I will get to church when I go back to Britain. I died, unfortunately. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> so I lived, yay! And I genuinely, when I got to the shore, I almost kissed the ground like, Jesus, you're clearly real. And I'm going to go back and go back to church. And since then, I literally have come back to church. That was my God moment. For some of you, this week, you're going to have a God moment with you. Hopefully, it's not bailing water out of the back of a boat with some crocodiles. But hopefully, you're going to have a moment in a meeting where you just feel like something's going on. Hey, God, if you're real, speak to me. If you're true, help me to get all in. Now, if, if what these guys are saying is true, show me, help me. And that's our prayer for you, that you would find him. I'm just going to finish by praying in the middle of you out some ice Let's stand to our feet, and I'm going to pray for us. Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we just love uh, just hearing real stories of what you've done in people's lives, Lord. Yes, save them from lakes and crocodiles, Lord. But thank you for the way you've carried Catherine and Martin through just terrible years of difficulty, Lord God. And thank you throughout it all and say, God, you are good. They still put their trust in you. It's not knocked them off course. Thank you, Jesus, for Sandy's upbringing. Thank you, you didn't call him to a boring life. You called him out of his sin, into forgiveness, that he might know you. You see healing even. God, that's crazy stuff. That's amazing stuff. And I want to pray for each person here. God, would they know that you are true, that you are real, that you're calling you, calling you to themselves, not to a religion, not to some good behavior, but to you, Jesus, the lovers of their souls, Lord God. We pray they might find you and know you. I want to pray they might get lots of questions that are asked this week. I pray for the person who feels their question is too hard or too difficult, or they might get judged for it. I pray give them courage to ask the question, even if the answer isn't that great, Lord. I pray just begin to bring things into the light, Lord God, that you might show us the way through, Lord. We need our questions answered, Lord, but more than that, we need an experience of you. Holy Spirit, would you come and encounter each and every person? They might come to know you, and they might have their own salvation story. Thank you that Sandeep was here when he was 13. Thank you. You touched his life, changed him, turned around, and showed him yourself. I pray many here in years to come will be sitting up here telling their stories. We pray as well. In your precious name, Jesus. We all said.